A light has come, and His name is Jesus. And that's why we're gathered here today, of course, is to celebrate. Lots of few words here with us about this time of year, this day in which we celebrate the coming of God into the world. Now, if we're really honest, this time of year is supposed to be about God, about thinking about Him, about worshiping Him, about anticipating His arrival in the world. We try quite hard at this time of year to keep God as far away as possible. And here's why I think that we do that. I think that we do that because we are very confused about who God is and about what God brings with Him when He comes. And we quite like our lives as they are now, and we're worried that if might we miss out on. And so, the only way to remedy this stiff arm that we give God is, I think, by clarifying who He is and what He brings. And if you've been around for the last few weeks at Sedaris, we've been trying to clarify a few of these big words that we use at Christmas time. The first week we talked about hope and we tried to clarify what is this? And then we talked about peace. What is the real peace that Jesus brings with Him when He moves in to our world and to our life? And then last week we talked about joy. What is real joy? What is the joy that Jesus brings? When God arrives, what does He bring? If you're interested in listening to any of those sermons, uh, you can find them on the Sedaris podcast on our website. On is clarifying God. And when Jesus arrives, one of the things He does is He clarifies God. And people desperately need God clarified for them. Because people are confused about who God actually is. And they've always been this way. We have always been this way. Confused about who God is when we just try. And so oftentimes I hear people say this, and I've said this myself, well, if God could just be a little bit more clear about who He is, if He could sort of come in the sky and be very, very obvious, then for sure I would know who God is, what He is like, what He is about, what He wants from us. If He could just be a little bit clearer. Now here's there. Because He wants us to have clarity about Him. In fact, that's the reason, one of the reasons why God appears in the person of Jesus Christ. That's why He came into our world to clear things up about who He is. And it's one of the reasons we should celebrate, we should rejoice, we should be filled with joy at Christmas, God is. Now let me explain to you why Jesus' coming brings clarity. How does this work? Well, one of the things, one of the ways we talk about Jesus is we say Jesus is God in the flesh. You may have heard this, but it's God put on humanity. One of my favorite questions 
that I like to ask at, say, uh, when I take kids to camp or I'm sitting in a hot tub with a bunch of men. If, if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Have you ever asked this question or thought about it yourself? And the reason why this is such a great question for me is because more than any other question, I can really get at somebody's personality when they tell me what kind of animal they would be. Do you know what kind of animal you would be? I'll let you think about it for a sec. But an animal, of course, is a human being, but it reveals a lot about what the human being is in and of itself. Now, not everything about the human being, but certain things that we want people to know about us, we can, we can tell them through our, we'll call it, spirit animal. Now, in fact, you can go online and take a quiz about your spirit animal. This is true. And I went and did that. And I actually took it twice because I didn't like the results of the first quiz, so I looked for another quiz that was not a bad thing. My mother-in-law loves horses, and she loves me too, so it makes sense on that level. I was like, maybe I'm something more than a horse. So I took another quiz. Turns out I'm an owl. I kind of like that. Pretty good too. I got a good friend in here who's a wise owl. And... um, uh, but that's not my favorite. If I had to say what I truly am, I always, uh, I really associate with an orangutan. And uh, I won't go in, come back again. I'll talk about that next week. No, I won't. Um, I love the orangutan. That's my spirit animal. And if I explain to you why that is, or maybe you can figure it out now. I mean, part of it is the long arms. I like to be able to do that. Um, you would know something about who I am. Now, have you ever asked this question? Man, it's hard to understand God because He's so... I wonder what kind of one step below human being He would be. What kind of human being would God be if He was a human being? Wouldn't that tell us a lot about God's personality, who He is, what He's like? Well, here's the great news. He has told us who He is in Jesus Christ. We know what kind of God in the flesh. No more wondering. We know. We study, we look at Jesus Christ and we know exactly what kind of human being God is. Now, of course, Jesus is more than just a human being. He's also fully God. But we know so much because that's a language that we can understand. What would God be like as a human being? Christmas, because you've told us. Now the other thing we know is that we don't have a language in which we can talk fully about the things of God. And when God the Son came into the world, and we celebrate that on Christmas, Really, we can think of that as God gifting us His language. And His language comes in human form. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the language of God. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And that Word is Jesus Christ come into our vocabulary that we might understand and know Him that we might get clarity about who God is and what He is like. And this is such good news because 
we know that God is not unintelligible into a language we can understand. And then God gives us that word, that language, that we might have it and we might use it to know Him better. And then God wants us to understand. That's so important. He wants us to know Him. He wants us to understand Him. And so He gives us this language, this Word of God, and His name is... There's a movie out right now. Has anyone seen the movie? It's called The Arrival. Raise your hand if you've seen the movie The Arrival with Amy Adams. Okay. I'm going to not ruin it for everybody else who hasn't seen it. Very good movie. But when you watch the movie, I want you to think about this idea. That Jesus is God's gift of language to us. Jesus is God's gift of language to us. And allow this language to indwell us. It changes everything. The world literally changes for us. And we can no longer see the world the same, act the same, live the same, decide the same when the language of God indwells us. Now you want to go see that movie. So if you want to know God, then you have to know Jesus. Get as close as possible to Jesus. You must study the language which is Jesus. Jesus is like our Rosetta Stone. And when we study Him, when we know Him, we begin to know God. We begin to get clear about who God is. Now, what does it clarify for us? What does it clarify about God? Here are some of the things as I have studied Jesus that I've gotten clear on about God. When you look at Jesus, when you watch Him, when you see His life, what you realize is that God is personal. God is not some impersonal force in the universe. He's not some cosmic equation. God is not some indifferent matter factory that's pumping out universe after universe. He is fully personal. As personal as a human being. Isn't that great to know about God? Isn't that clear up? This time you see your teacher, like you're in elementary school and you see your teacher at the grocery store and you just wig out. You're like, they're human? They're a real person? And they have little kids of their own? What is going on? I only know my teacher in the classroom yelling at me for throwing erasers. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> That's what it's like when we see Jesus. God's personal? He's, he's, when we look at Jesus, we see that God is incredibly humble. So humble, in fact, that He's willing to be born into this world that He created. And not just that, as a baby in a stable. He's not some dictator in fatigues. He's not some egotistical megalomaniac. But He's willing to humble Himself. Watch Jesus' life play out from stable to the grave to resurrection. What we see is that humility continues to come out. He weeps at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. He sweats blood at Gethsemane. He is not worried about being seen as some iron-clad warrior. He's willing to humble himself. God is humble. Does that clear some things up for you? We say, Jesus, 
is present. Jesus is with us. He's not some far-off clockmaker that spun the world and let it go. He's right here. He's in our world. And when we watch Jesus, we see Him incredibly. He's in every conversation. He's looking into their eyes. He's hearing them with all the noise around them. He's right there. He's incredibly kind. Doesn't that clear some things up about God for you? Shatter some paradigms of what God is like and where He is. He's right here. He's present fully in your life. And you can talk to Him. Jesus shows us that. For me, when I look at Jesus, I see that God is also very serious about His... That God must not care much because He allows evil to run rampant. He allows evil people. He allows earthquakes and tornadoes. He must not care much about His creation. Well, Jesus clarifies this. Because no one cared more about the brokenness of this world. Every little piece of brokenness in every person, and it broke His heart. And He cared so much about these symptoms that He saw that He was willing not only to deal with the symptoms, but to deal with the root cause, which was sin itself. Which was evil. Which was the enemy of all goodness, the devil. He dealt with all of that. His life for His stuff, which are His people and all of His creation. That's how serious He was. That's how serious God is. Does that clear up some things for you? About who God is? But not just that. When we look at the life of Jesus, we know that God is victorious. Hoping things will work out. Hoping we'll make the right decisions. He's not hedging His bets. Jesus clarifies that God is victorious. That He cannot and He will not be stopped. That nothing in this world, not sin, not death, not the devil, can get in the way of God winning. Nothing will stop God from being victorious. And so Jesus clarifies all of history, proclaiming at the resurrection that the one true God will end up on top. You see, the more and more you study Jesus and you look at His life and you understand what He was about and what He did, discover about Jesus, the more I admire Him, the more I adore Him, and the more it makes me want to worship God. Because Jesus is God. And He's come here to be with us. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank You for this remembrance, Christmas, that You did not or Your stuff that You've created, that You didn't leave it to rot 
that you came back for it, that you came down to our level that you might raise us up back to you. We thank you that this season, this month, and especially tonight and tomorrow can be a highlight of that truth down into our stuff and fixed it through the resurrection, through the cross, out of love for us. Help us now, God, to worship You getting clear about who You are by looking at Your Son, Jesus. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Shoot